Je suis né sous un ciel de traîne en tambouré Cuba Depuis je me promène sur mon nuage à moi Là où le vent me mène J'ai entendu tant de sirènes chanter ici et là j'ai eu de la peine à filer toujours droit. Que j'ai eu de la peine. Hello everyone and welcome to the 40th Today we will be talking about uh, Let's Talk. Yeah, so we're going, we're going to be talking about Let's Talk. Let's Talk about Let's Talk. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's a film by Marianne Khoury uh, from 2019, and Marianne Khoury is the niece of Youssef Shaheen. And so uh, this film, which is really focused on mother-daughter relationships, I'd say, yeah, uh, is also a history of uh, not the extended family, but you know, the, the, the family which Shaheen is a part of. So there's quite a lot of information about him and his family and his mother and his sister. Yeah. And the only descendants he has left. Yeah. So um, your thoughts, Richard? Yeah, I re really enjoyed it. It was, um, I, I think there's two ways of looking at the film. One is as a, a film that's of interest to people that are interested in Yusuf Shaheen, which is us and the other way of looking at it is as a, a film a documentary about uh, mother-daughter relationships in Egypt um, I I really enjoyed it because I'm really interested in Yusuf Shaheen I'm not sure how interested I would have been in this film just as a, as a standalone film without that context of Shaheen uh, but perhaps we can discuss that as we go yeah, on. I mean let me just expand a bit on you so on that so I think it's fascinating on Shaheen I think it's actually really good on relationships between mothers and daughters. Yeah, I was very interested in it. I think if you're talking about it as cinema, <laughs> you know, or even as a documentary, if you're thinking about it in intellectual or aesthetic terms, if you judge it the way that you would judge any film which you have no particular stake in its subject, it's not a very good film, is what I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that that's right. I mean, it, it's it's largely assembled from um, the, there's there's some archive footage of of Yusuf Shaheen kind of home movie style footage. There are audio interviews that Shaheen did with his, with his mother, which are very interesting. Then there are interviews that Marianne Khoury did with with Shaheen in the early two thousands, and there are more recent interviews that she's done with uh, with her brothers, with her her aunt who was also her mother's best friend um, and um, with with various other relations. Um, and those are all filmed on, on, you know, handheld video or on mobile phones or, or whatever, which kind of gives it this, it's kind of this collage of all this stuff. It's, I mean, it's nicely assembled, it's nicely put together, uh, but it's not a kind of glossy documentary. And, and it's also yeah, possibly suffers a little bit from the, um, you know, essentially the subject of the documentary being the also writing and filming mm. <laughs> the, and, and editing the documentary uh, and that perhaps a, 
you know an external perspective would have made it more interesting as a as a film but i think what it tells you about shaheen's family and the light it what it tells you about about the about the relationship between the women and the family is very interesting what it tells you about shaheen and shaheen's family is very interesting and it kind of felt a bit like a and this wasn't the didn't feel like this was the reason the film was made but what it does do is kind of reclaim the story of shaheen's family and particularly of shaheen's sister who is marion Corey's mother uh it kind of gives a bit of a counterpoint to shaheen's perspective on that story which he went through in at least four films so i, I found that very interesting because you do get a different um, a different angle on on a, a lot of those events I think. let's say if, uh the connection between the personal and shaheen's filmmaking till the end because i do think there are other issues to explore here um so one of the things that i found very fascinating was the multiculturalism yeah the fact that you know in this family people switch from arabic to french to english right like you know almost within a sentence right so which and and uh, Marion Curry's daughter says towards the end of the film she can hardly speak Arabic. She can't. She can't write Arabic. She because they only she was taught in French. They only spoke French at home, um, and and she feels that's a real failing in her education in yeah. her life. Um, yeah. And and on the other hand, I feel that the uniqueness of this is overstated. I.e., you know, we are like that in my family. In her family, it's because you know they're rich and well traveled. In mine, it's because we're an immigrant family. But, you know, the sense of migration of, you know, kind of uh, living in other cultures and having to travel for work yeah. is arguably, you know, I, maybe not a dominant, you know, but certainly a large yeah, uh, percentage of the world, right? Uh, I mean, that, that, that sequence at the end of the film where, where the... the, the where the daughter is, is bemoaning her. I'm being a bit unfair, but it feels a bit like she's bemoaning her terrible life because she's lived in all these different countries and been to universities in multiple multiple continents and how, how awful this is. And she's now studying in Cuba. So that actually sounds like a really, a really good life. I mean, I, I, I get what she's saying, which is she doesn't feel, at, I guess she's saying she doesn't really feel at home in Egypt and the way the family lived meant that they weren't normal seen as normal in Egypt, particularly with the mother working. Uh, but there, yeah, that's one thing that's interesting is they're clearly, a, a, you know, d despite ups and downs in the family, which parallel the ups and downs in Shaheen's films, um, they're clearly a very well-off um, family, very, very comfortable lifestyle. I was really delighted by those scenes in Cuba because, you know, I teach at that school. So actually, it was thrilling to see the, the footage of the man riding his bicycle you know, through the corridor and things like that. Um, and of course, being in Cuba would have made her conscious of her privilege, yeah, Sarah, the daughter. Um, but actually, I wish it's something that the film would have explored more, because actually, had this been a British film, you would have bemoaned this aga saga of how, you know, this very wealthy and privileged woman was so miserable, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the daughter says, you know, like in Egypt, we're rich. Yeah, we're part of the rich. Yeah, we're rich people, right? And I wish that had been explored kind of, you know, a little bit more, really, because, of course, all of those things are relative in relation to everybody else. But the film makes quite a lot about the poverty, about, 
you know, having to cater to an elderly aunt because she owned a quarter of the apartment block that they lived in, or, you know, having to sell off silverware so that uh, a teenage son could go out on the weekend, right? But actually, it doesn't make, you know, more of, you know, these were like big businessmen who owned property and cinemas in Egypt and distribution companies and... Yeah, they're, they're, uh, one of the things that's never seen also is The Servants. I mean, it reminded me of that film, I forget which one it is, where, you know, the bourgeois woman is completely unconscious of the servant's son dying. Well, that, that's one thing that interests me. Well, let's, let, let's park that till the end, because I think we're going to talk about the parallels between this and the films. But that, I found very interesting parallels between, between that film and how Marion Corey's mother was described. Okay, so we'll we'll continue on with it. Anyway, I wish there had been, you know, the it's a very self-involved film. It's all about Marianne Curie's feelings, yeah, about her mother and about her children and about her daughter, right? And she brings her brothers in who are kind of Ooh, don't don't bring me into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting the son because they, they there's, there's a she has a son and a daughter and you see some some footage from their childhood of the daughter interviewing the son but then and then the son doesn't appear in the film and you think well maybe something happened to him i don't know but then he's there there's scenes where marion corey's in hospital he's there he's just like playing with his phone it's kind of leave, leave me out of this film whatever it is you're doing i mean i guess it's fine because the you know the focus is on the mother-daughter relationships and and there is a you know there's clearly this issue that you know marion corey had to care for her mother and there's kind of an implication that her daughter is going to have to care for her and, and you know, the son can do what he wants. It seems to be the... Well, you know that it's a very patriarchal culture. Yeah, it's largely a Muslim culture. You know, uh, there are all kinds of gender restrictions, right? And I do think that if Marianne Khoury had been more uh, intellectually aware or interested in history and sociology, she would have been able to understand her mother in a different way. Right. So, yes, her mother is trapped by expectations, you know, and by opportunities and they're very gendered. Right. You know, but, but I think, you know, she's kind of trying to understand everything emotionally. Right. I mean, there are elements of this that I, you know, she seems to be finding things out about her mother in this film that um, I, I find it hard to believe that that she didn't already know. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, who do you think you are? You know, the TV series where people are, oh, what you see my... My grandfather was a was a blacksmith, and my, you know, my, my my grandmother did. My grandmother was 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 whatever, and um, you know the, the, this drip feed of information because I you know I'm I'm sure she knew a lot of this before, and I'm and I'm sure she's aware of the wider context because I mean that she obviously is because the, yeah the, there's a whole sequence where they're talking about the uh, you know where Shaheen's telling in, in the interview with Shaheen he's telling her about the the point where her father's company was nationalized and the money was confiscated and she obviously already knows all that um but but it's kind of yes yeah, she knows she knows how this story fits in the history of egypt um it's kind of quite what i found quite interesting is there are a lot of scenes where they can't actually agree on what was going on you know they're looking at photos and it's like well who's that is that you knows no hang on that's that's your mother and then shaheen's talking to marion Corey and starts talking about Oh, and then your mother did this and did that, did the other, and then he's like, "No, oh no, hang on, that was my mother." And it's just sort of, I mean, it's like talking to my, to anyone talking to their grandparents. Oh, that was Auntie. What? No, hang on, that was whoever. Um, and that, so that was quite interesting. There's just all these different conflicting views of what happened. It was confusing. That was one of the nicer things about the film, 
that it's accessible that it reminds you of your own family right like yeah yeah who was that oh that was uncle so-and-so i mean what i really loved is all those scenes of the the home movie of the christmas dinner and and you just you just got you know Shaheen's just sitting there in the corner. He's like the, sli- the slightly dodgy uncle sitting in the corner, uh, and, and they're, they're all just having a laugh and they're all just having fun. Yes. I found that, 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 was, that was really nice just seeing that family yes. dynamic. I mean, I must say, if it's purely like, um, I mean, I liked it all. I really, I loved Marianne Curie actually. So you know, I think uh, though I'm criticizing her efforts here in the structuring and the conceptualization of the film, she as a person I adored. You know, she's like completely emotional, completely honest, like, you know, wanting to love and to please and, you know, and to engage with, yeah, with her uncles and her dog, <laughs> like, yeah, putting, putting her foot wrong everywhere, like, or like stumbling through, like, she's a very endearing, warm character, really, you know, I, I love that. Um, but I do question her way of understanding. Mm, mm. I, I, I think, as I say, I, I think there's an element of um, kind of pretending not to understand things that she already, you know, she, she knew, she knows the family story that she's going to tell through this film. And so she, so it's kind of, I don't, I don't know. There are interesting revelations. So for example, I was very fascinated by Shaheen's interview with his mother. Where the mother says, why do you want to, are you making a story about us? Why, why make us, there's nothing to tell. You know, we're completely boring and whatever. And then she says. Oh, and, she, no, and Shaheen, Shaheen actually says, oh yeah, my life is not interesting. Yeah. You made like four <laughs> bloody films about your life. <laughs> we had to watch this shit. But the mother <laughs> is even more so because she says, there's nothing, there's been nothing interesting in her, in our family. There's been no divorce, no crime. And you think divorce is equal to crime, right? So, you know, that's the society or that's the mentality in which, which Corey's talking about and which make her mother's actions seem so, so much more understandable, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the stories about her mother, I mean, because it, it, clearly, clearly it, it yeah, sort of feels like her, her mother had, had, you know, some form of depression and, and, uh, but, you know, this whole, I mean, the, 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 the scene that's the, the, the scene about the abortion that's described, which is kind of straight out of a Shaheen melodrama that basically, you know, um, Marion Corey's mother had had two sons and was pregnant for the third time, didn't want to have a third child. So went for an abortion, apparently without telling the husband. And the husband's sister, who got wind of this, and, and like kind of, you know, races to the hospital and sort of drags her out of the, of the of the operating room, and um, and it's sort of and, and this, you know, obviously the the baby in question turned out to be Marion Corey, uh, and so you know this woman is telling Marion Corey about, oh yeah, and then oh yeah, and then I dragged your mother out of the operating <laughs> room where she was about to have an abortion, and that's how you end up being born. It's like the you know the, the this is straight out of one of Shaheen's films. That aunt was fantastic. Yeah. With yeah, her white bandana yeah, yeah. and her afro yeah. creating like this, <laughs> almost this cultural hair. Yeah, it's just an mm, extraordinary mm. image, really. Yeah. And 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 so uh, thoughtful, the responses, actually, which must have been difficult, you know, because you can't tell the daughter everything you know. Yeah because it, it, it'll hurt her. So the responses have to be both honest, but partial and measured, right? Which I, I don't think Marianne sees, actually, you know. 
I, th I think you're right because because there must have been because you know, I mean the, that that aunt you know she not only is the aunt it's, she's the one who introduced her brother to Mar to Marion Corey's mother. Um, there's that whole story which again we see in in one of the films where you know the day the, the day the wedding was supposed to take place the the mother-in-law had just died so the funeral took place instead and all all, all of this stuff and so there's a, there's a whole story there and that, then yeah clearly you know there were uh, you know, issues in their upbringing as a result of the mother's behaviour, and um, and yeah, clearly the the aunt knows exactly what went on because she was a close friend of this of the of, of the of the mother growing up, um, and yeah, she she says a lot, but yeah, I imagine there's a lot that's unsaid. Mm. Let know. me switch this around now and 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 move on to uh, Shaheen's films. So, what what Shaheen films are covered? in this film or alluded to as creating a kind of homology between, you know, the lift life and then their representation in Shaheen cinema. Which films are they? So it's specifically you've got Alexandria Y, an Egyptian story and Alexandria and not, I guess not really Alexandria, Alexandria again and forever. You certainly see clips from Alexandria Y and an Egyptian story and you hear the the perspective of the other family members on the events that you see depicted in those films. So, so for instance, um, you get the, um, the, the, there's a sequence in, I th and I think it's an Egyptian story where, where the, where Yahya's sister marries the much older man uh, who's portrayed really unsympathetically in that film. And that those two are Marianne Corey's parents. And you, and you realize that, oh, okay, actually that guy who's just depicted as this bald, this overweight, bald, much older boar, basically, um, was, at, was, from the sound of it, quite a nice guy and a very good father and a very good husband and also um, a film distributor who was very helpful in Shaheen's career. So it's kind of, to see, the, the, now when you now realise how bad, how, unsympathetically Shaheen depicted him in in the film that's that's kind of odd the, the other the other it's thing it's not odd if you uh acknowledge or if you, if you understand that he, he, they didn't really they really didn't like each other yeah and and, and Shaheen says so so you know Shaheen yeah, says yeah, he yeah. saves our company you know yeah like really instrumental for the success that Shaheen had but you know he never liked he was never liked by him and he never liked him. <laughs> you feel that the reason for this, or one of the reasons for this, is that in the early days, Corey's husband, uh, Jean Corey, was far more successful and far more important than yes. Shaheen. And then post-nationalization, he loses all his money. Um, Shaheen is in with the government, is the, the implication. Cause, so Shaheen is actually meeting a government figure who tells him that Corey's company is about to be raided. So he phones Corey and says, you, you know, hide all your papers, take what you can, which he does. And then he gets raided. And then he ends up kind of working for Shaheen. So it's sort of the, the roles are reversed. And so they kind of both resent each other, I guess, as a result of that. Um, the, the, another really interesting thing is in, in terms of events in the film and events in this film is that there's that amazing sequence in an Egyptian story where uh, where the mother talks about 
her as in as in Yahya's mother, as in Shaheen's mother, talks about her marriage and kind of describes her her, her wedding night essentially as a rape. Um, and she was eighteen, and the husband was much older. And this is the point where the figure who's Marianne Corey's mother is about to you know, and she's saying, "Well, why did you do that to me? If you, if you you found it such a bad experience?" And what you hear here is the audio interview that Shaheen did with his mother, where she does where she talks about the same events and she doesn't quite talk about them in such strong terms, but she hints at the same kind of thing. I would say, I would, I would, I would say that sequence in the Shaheen film makes explicit. What's the subtext in what his mother actually said yes, to him. Though that is all is very different than what we know about the sister. Yeah. Because, you know, so when the sister says, uh, if this happened to you, how could you let it happen to me? From, from this film, you realize, well, that didn't happen to you. You'd had a boyfriend before. You caught him with another woman. You slapped him and left. And then, like, you were about to be an old maid. So, really, your best friend yeah, arranged for you to meet his, her brother and marry him because he was well-to-do. So, you know, like, kind of, you weren't married off at 18, right? And an arranged marriage. Yeah, and it, and it kind of feels that... You know, yeah. So, and, and this is, I think, what I mean about the re, the, the about let's talk kind of re, reclaiming some of that narrative because the, you know, in Shaheen, from Shaheen's perspective in his film, he makes that look like a, a you know a similar kind of arranged marriage which the, the 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 sister wasn't happy with, presumably because Shaheen had been away, came back to find his beloved sister was getting married to an older guy, and she, you know, Shaheen didn't want that to happen, you know, I guess. Um, so, I, yeah, I I I, I found that interesting. There's another interesting sequence where you you see where Marianne Corey in the present day is having treatment for breast cancer in the Marsden Hospital in in London, and and it's clearly yeah she films all that she's not filming the operation, but she yeah she films the preparation for the operation, and it's you know clearly very similar to to what we see with the Shaheen figure in an in Egyptian story again having treatment for I think in his case it's heart problems in in, in London, but it's just you know I I, I guess a deliberate mm. I was fascinated by that as well that rich Egyptian families come get health care in London for me the most interesting and revealing uh, aspect was um, when they talk about uh, the death of the brother of Shaheen's brother I think Alex is dramatized in one of those films and this seems a foundational trauma for Shaheen. Uh, so uh, basically they burned one of the nativity uh, um, figurines. Uh, Shaheen blames his brother. His brother gets punished. Six days later, he's dead. Right. And this seems like a founding trauma. I'd kind of misremembered it that the brother dies in the fire, but he doesn't. I mean, essentially, the, there's a fire and the, the grandmother or the grandmother's sister or something that's, all seems a bit confused. The, says oh you know whoever did this, this is a bad omen and and, and shaheen blames, blames the brother and yeah the brother gets fever and 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 and, and dies and, and yeah clearly I mean, this clearly would I, mean, I think shaheen was shaheen was six i think corey's marion corey's mother was the older sibling of the three i think or was the brother older? i think i think I, I think the brother was older and then the sister and then shaheen who was like the baby of the yeah, family yeah right? and you can, as you can yeah. imagine <laughs> but yeah, you know, clearly you you would you would get this. Uh, yeah, this would be a 
a trauma throughout your life and and and, and for the for the whole yes. family but particularly if if you if Shaheen had this kind of you know guilt about having blamed his yes. brother it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah um so so that was like uh, a very interesting uh kind of uh use of clips um one of the things that i loved about the film was uh how you get a whole culture and a way of life of a very particular milieu through the photographs. Yeah, the old black and white photographs. I think, you know, the, the way they're dressed, you know, so the mother at 18, she's round and beautiful and you get almost like this Art Nouveau-ish design, yeah, to the image, right, with her, her face in a, yeah, like a, a circle. You know, and then you have the pictures from the 1920s with those dresses, right? And then later on, you have these film banquets with, you know, Shaheen's sister very tellingly holding hands with Omar Sharif. Yeah, in a way that indicates they're having an affair or something, actually. You know, um, so, so I really love the use of, of photographs. They do really kind of tell a story. Um, I... I love the fluidity of the conversation between the mother and the daughter, you know. Uh, they seem very much alike in many ways, actually. I didn't mind uh, the use of a phone, what's clearly a phone, to film some of those sequences. Actually, I think that's made up for by the fluidity and the spontaneity. And I think that's fine, and they, and they actually do, they do allude to that at the beginning. They, they talk about, should we, be, should we be using a phone or should we do a proper yeah. camera setup? The interview with her brothers, um, is done on there's clearly just one camera there because it's you only ever see one brother at a time and it's just like oh, clearly a camera on a tripod but it's a little camera and similarly the the scene where they're having dinner in Cuba again they just propped a camera up at the ed edge of the table and, and I think I think it's fine. So the use of the phone I didn't mind but taken in conjunction with the other setups it really made me think you know that for the niece of one of the foremost filmmakers of the 20th century to be so insensitive to film form, to what a camera can do, to what an angle can do, to what particular lighting can do, to what a camera move can do, yeah, to to make, yeah, even in a documentary, I did think. So what, and mm. one thing that fascinated me actually, looking at some looking at some of the the older footage, and I'm thinking of that footage of the Christmas party. So they, there's the Christmas lunch, and then they're all sitting around. I presume on the same day, they're all sitting around looking looking at photos. And it's home, it's, you know, it's home movie footage. It's filmed on a camcorder, I, I assumed. But then, suddenly, at one point in that footage, suddenly you see a boom mic at the top of the screen. So what? What family <laughs> uses a boom mic to film that? Well, clearly, a family for filmmaking. But but it's a but, filmmaker's but, family. You think, well, okay, well, <laughs> may, well, I guess maybe that was a because there's a lot of footage there and it's quite high quality. So maybe that was a kind of you know, let's do a. Let's do a nice film of the family party. But it was, I say, interesting. There was, a, there was a boom mic there. The the one point which I thought, and I wish there'd be more of it, where it really, really worked in terms of <clears throat> the use of the archive footage. There's a really lovely bit where it, they show a scene of from Alexandria Y of Yahya dancing with his sister, and then it cuts to footage, I think, from Marianne Corey's wedding of Shaheen, the old, you know, a, a much older Shaheen dancing with his much older sister and then it cuts between the two and I thought that was that was that was a really nice moment and, I, and it's kind of a, almost wished there'd been a bit more of that the the other the other thing in terms of parallels with the film so we've obviously talked about the 
Alexandria trilogy, and, and and I think you know it's it's fascinating to watch this film, having watched that trilogy, and it actually what having watched this film now makes me want to see those films again. Um, well, we should, and we, I think we should. And I think yeah, we yeah. Well, they are. Well. So the certainly Alexandria Y is going to be coming up on movie. So may, maybe once when, when that appears, we'll, we'll 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 do it again. Two other parallels that I thought of. One is having just done Daddy Amin last week. Those photos of of certainly of photos of Shaheen's father from the twenties and photos of the family from the twenties. It makes you realise how how much that family looked like the family in in in, in Daddy Amin and what an influence that was. But the yes. the other one which I alluded to earlier was Dawn of a New Day, the the I think late sixties film where it's a the the central character is this um, bored, uh, formerly middle class formerly rich woman it's about his sister yeah that's that's the one where the servants die exactly and she has nothing to do other than go to dinner she has great hair the husband has lot the you know they had they had all this money but it's been nationalized and and the the money's gone there's some and the the husband is played by shaheen (laughs) um and there's references they, they don't have kids um but there's there's references to her possibly having had an abortion, which again is a sort of an interesting parallel with the story we hear about um, when she was pregnant with Marion Corey. So so that again that's very interesting that you you suddenly see that and, uh, yeah and, and the, the the central woman in that film clearly has you know is, is looking for meaning in her life and is depressed and and again similar to it's an interesting sister. amalgamation of what we know of Shaheen's biography and of his sister's story. It's almost like a combination of both of them. And, and yeah. to, talking of Shaheen's biography, you know, this film is all about the women in Shaheen's family. There is a woman in Shaheen's family who's who's almost completely absent from the narrative of this film, which is his wife. Yeah, who is mentioned occasionally. Uh, I don't. I, I, I we see her. We, we, we her. do see her. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. Is she still alive? But, I don't know. Well, she's in the film, and I think from one of the you know, one of the footage from a previous time, but she's the woman with the uh, reddish blonde hair, old and speaking, you know, with a clipped Parisian accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But she, she, she's there. She's there, but very, she appears once for like 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that, that's, you know, interesting given, what Sheen's marriage may have may have been like. The the other thing, and, and this is something I, re- I really loved about about this film, was that his family members call him Shaheen. <laughs> <laughs> or Joe. They, 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 they either call him Uncle they say Joe. They yeah. either call him Uncle Joe or Joe. But a lot of the time, you know, Corey's Marion Corey and Corey's, and her daughter are talking, and, and and it's like when they talk about the abortion story, and the daughter says. Did did Shaheen know that? And it's like, yeah. and it's like you know, but I, I, mean, you know, I guess it makes sense because none of the you know, he's the only one who's still called Shaheen, right? Because um, there's only you know the the others are all called Corey. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I did love the interplay. So for example, when she interviews her brothers, and they talk about whether their grandmother had hit them or whether their mother had hit them, you know, and then one of them says, oh, you know, a kind of. You would you would have been better off if she hit you a bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I thought cool. that was that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, so so you know there there's a nice interplay and affection and kind of knowledge that you see, yeah, amongst uh, uh, all the family, uh, and it's lovely to also see, like in all old family photographs, how people grow up, right? So 
you know, how these very handsome young teenagers, you know, become, you know, these middle-aged men, right? And, you know, very attractive in their own ways. But, yeah, but to, 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 to demarcate those changes is really lovely uh, to see. Now, the thing that we haven't talked about and which is really central to the film, so I think we must, is the mother-daughter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. is a film about mother-daughters. So what is your take on the relationship between, you know, Sarah and Mary? Uh, well, no, what's the mother called? Marianne's mother? Iris. Iris, yeah. yeah. So you got Iris. Iris is the mother and Sarah is the daughter. Is the daughter, and, and that's right. The so what is your take on that? It, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they, they have, they all, there's clearly a troubled relationship between Marianne and her mother and, and, you that through most of the film you kind of get this impression of, of a very open easy relationship between sarah and marianne but then towards the end there's that great scene when when they're filming in cuba on the rooftop and and, and um you know sarah talks about her you know her upbringing and how she didn't feel she felt different from her her schoolmates because you know marianne was working and she was picked up by the nanny and all of this stuff and you know how you know, and, and all, all of this kind of comes out about about the relationship. One thing that I picked up that I found very interesting, and I, and I, I was, and, and I, I is is something that I, you know, I, I just don't think families should do this. This is my personal view, and it's not, and I have to say it's not a problem I've had. <laughs> but, but, where Marion Corey just suddenly says to to Sarah, you you need to make sure you're very close to your brother because basically, you know, when when I'm gone and your father's gone, it's all going to be your response. You, you you two are going to have to deal with everything. She, okay, well that's true. And but the thing she says to her is, because you're going to inherit those two apartments that that we lived in, and you can never sell those apartments because that's like the heritage and that's the history and that's where we all came from. And what you're saying you're saying to your you're dictating to your kids that you know, after you're gone, they're not allowed. To, they've got to hang on to this. This yeah. this property, I mean, it's really unfair position to put people in. It um, is, and 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 impossible. And impossible, yeah, yeah. You you know you 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 have to say to the children, you know, you 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 inherit, and then you're you're by that point you're going to be, you know, yeah. probably middle aged adults, and you do you do the best you can, but to sort try, of lay try to this. Have a good and happy life and do what you must. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to lay this responsibility on people that you've got to preserve essentially this museum of these two apartments just because people used, used to live there that's just felt I, uh, I you know so I, I found that very interesting it kind of felt that you kind of get the impression Marion Corey doesn't, doesn't see a problem with that uh, and Sarah didn't say have a problem with that I guess Marion Corey by the time anything happens she's not going to know right but I but I found I, I found that interesting in, t in terms of the dynamic and the kind of you know responsibilities that were being assumed but again there was also an, an assumption that uh, you know the daughter's the, the daughters always have the responsibility of caring for the mothers and the daughters kind of resenting that. And then the next generation doing the same thing and the mother that's being cared for, not realizing that, you know, the same, she's doing the same thing. That's right. I, I did think that there was a lack of reflection on that. So, you know, there was a very easy conversation between Sarah and Marianne you know, where they're discussing saying like, well, maybe Iris should never have had children, you know, kind of, uh, you know, she, she didn't care about children, she wasn't a good mother. And actually, then you see the contradiction where the brothers think she was a perfect mother, right? Like, you know, yeah. So, yeah, kind of. And then, you know, the, the fact that Marianne is doing things very similar to Iris, and, the, and nonetheless, things that having children 
was what changed her life and what gave her life meaning and the most important thing in her life. So why would it be different maybe for her mother? Right? How does she know? How do, she makes no attempt even to find out or to ask the question, really. You know? She just assumes that her mother was like this. Yeah. One, one thing we haven't talked about, which, is, which was a very interesting aspect, was, so Marion Corey talks about her first marriage, which was quite brief and unhappy. So we see, we see the video of the wedding, and it's a very big-scale, lavish wedding. Um, and you know it's a very unhappy marriage, and she 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 leaves the husband, and essentially um, her mother and and Shaheen kind of come and rescue her, and she doesn't want them to, but they do. They rescue her, they give her somewhere to live. You know she never goes back to the husband to the to the the, the, the marital home. Uh, they they say okay, she's going to go and her mother. She, she's leaving you because her mother's just bought a house here, and she's going to go and live with her. And the mother then bought the house for her to go and live in, you know, and and that's that's an interesting aspect that that they you know, essentially got her out of that situation. Yes, yeah. uh, and and the film is very withholding about all of that. So she says, you know, it was a big scandal. Yeah, like uh, everyone was talking about it. So it was something unheard of and really transgressive. And you think, well, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And something and, and, Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah, it, it, I'm sort of, yeah, you know, because talking about this, I'm kind of, you know, conscious of the fact that, that, you know, we're talking about people that are around and, you know, people that may listen to this this conversation and, you know, particularly, you know, Sarah's studying, I don't know if she's still studying at the school that you teach at, it's kind of, you know, you, uh, but, you know, they, they, they've chosen to put this information out there and, and or some of this information out there. Um, and, I have uh, no qualms about that. No, I mean, I you know, kind of, I'm a film critic and this is a film. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I, and I think, but I, so I, I think, yeah, take, take it in that spirit and it's huh? sort of, uh, I, I think, I, I think that is an area where, um, again, um, that there are a number of kind of half stories told in this film, and I, I think that that's possibly where a, a kind of external viewpoint on this, either as a director or an editor or a writer or whatever, would have perhaps used that material differently and actually shaped the narrative. But in some ways, you can fill in the gaps yourself. I mean, you, yeah. Sort of, you know. I mean, I'm very grateful for it because I think, in a way, uh, you know, what it does that I value is it makes me understand Shaheen's films better. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, the film is not about Shaheen, right? It really is about this mother-daughter relationship, and it's a very interesting uh, relationship. It's probably not very different than a lot of mothers and daughters, so you know, a lot of mothers and daughters might have another reason to watch the film. I don't think it's particularly illuminating on that issue for me, right? But it is very illuminating on Shaheen and on Shaheen's work, and for that yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, in terms of that mother-daughter thing, I, I think there are possibly, you know, not a huge number of documentaries that talk about those kinds of relationships, sure. and particularly that trace it through multiple generations. And so I, I think I think that, that that's very interesting. Um, we should say where this film is available. So it's on, in the UK, it's just appeared on BFI Player um, as part of their subscription offering. So you can sign up to that you can actually get a you, if you sign up you get a two-week free trial which is enough time to to watch this <laughs> but then, then hey you can subscribe if you, if you if you want to but that that's where it is it's i think it's been you know it's, it's been released in various other territories so it will be available elsewhere i feel i must say also that bfi player better get its act together uh the film didn't come out when they said it would you know it wasn't available and uh you know then kind of i at least when i tried to see it 
had great difficulties. And it was only when I changed computers and changed, uh, is it server? Yeah, I used Safari instead of Google. You know, and that uh, uh, is what allowed me to see it. But I had great difficulties initially. So I, I'm currently, I, I subscribe to BFI Player and I subscribe to Mubi. Mubi is far, far better, uh, both in terms of the technology, but also just in terms of the selection of films it has and in terms of the, the interface and in terms of the rate at which it adds new stuff. So Mubi is adding multiple films every day. BFI Player probably has one or two every couple of weeks. The other thing that really annoys me about BFI Player is it, it's got all these links to various collections on the front page and it, you bring a collection up and half of the films are things that are not currently available. So well, why you're a streaming service showing me films that I can't watch is never going to be useful information. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not great. And I, 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 so I, I subscribed to them both during lockdown and, and then I, I kind of cancelled BFI Player. I, I got a, a very cheap offer for BFI members so I, I'm, I'm still on it for a year but i i mean i feel very strongly about this because i greatly support the bfi you know i'm a member i support it i really value what it does but i've always had one beef about it right which is that it's metropolitan centered you know that if you don't live in london actually your bfi membership is not very useful to you yeah you can't go to the cinema very often you know, you can't use the library, right? So BFI player is their opportunity to meet their national mandate, right? And having it as good as it can be and as functional as it can be has to be their number one priority if they want to remain a national organization and not just a London one. You can't, I mean, you you know, you can't do things. You, I think you can't search things by country. You can't search by um, by director. It's, it's just a mess. Um, the, the, I mean, essentially, it's it's okay, and it's actually cheaper than movie. I think it's about half the price of movie, so okay. Uh, but the, there's my experience is probably about sixty percent of the stuff on BFI Player is on is also on movie. There is they do have a few exclusives, and I, I find it enough on there to justify what I'm paying at the moment. But um, the the thing, the other thing that I think is, is is unfortunate is that this film is so you know tells you so much about about Shaheen that I would watch this film. That I, I'd, this Shaheen guy sounds really interesting. I wonder, if, and none of his films are on BFI Player, so you know, which feels like a missed opportunity. You know, that that you you would want to watch this film and then and then watch Alexandria Y or an Egyptian Story or, or both. You know, and, and and you can't. What's the term? There doesn't seem to be strategic thinking across no. areas. Yeah. No, I mean they they've put this on, and I mean what you're saying about the about the kind of national remit. The good the good thing about what they've done with this is that this was a film that they. It's a, you know, it's a new release that they showed at BFI South Bank last week or the week before as part of their Arab cinema season. So they they put it on BFI Player as part of, for as a free subscription offering, you know, the, the the following week. So they are they are meeting that national remit. But as you say, the context just isn't there in the in the way that it would be with movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, do you want to say any last thing on the film? Um, I. Don't think so. I would. I would, I would this is a really fascinating watch. If, if you're if you're interested in Shaheen, and if you're still listening to this podcast, you're definitely interested in Shaheen. So, uh, so you should. So, I highly recommend seeking it out in whatever form you can find it. Yes, I found that a very interesting film, and I I recommend it as well. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, we are the fortieth uh, Yusuf uh, Shaheen. Uh, podcast, uh, and we will continue uh, uh, talking about you in the following weeks. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
bailar el mar Mangano, mangano, 